37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up all you cool ghosts and goblins, it's Sean here, and I'm dropping a quick intro for episode 257. This is a pretty special episode because Presto and I actually were guests last night on the Global Strangeness podcast. And together with Scott and Deborah and Jeremy, we talked about a whole multitude of different things, and we had an absolute blast on their show, so we'd like to, again, extend a hearty thank you for having us on, everybody. We really appreciate it. And we ended up talking for well over two hours, so I've actually cut this bad boy into two parts, part one and part two, but fear not, because I don't think I'll wait until next week to drop part two. I'll probably end up dropping that this weekend, actually. And you may notice a little difference in the audio because we recorded over Zoom with everybody on this one. So you may notice it sounds just a little different than usual. But that's all right. Again, we had an absolute blast. We'd like to say a big old thank you to everybody over there at Global Strangeness. We look forward to doing more shows with you guys. And so here we go. Please enjoy part one. And uh, has anybody got any Krampus attire here? Yeah, I'm, I'm in glad the you asked. Process of making two Krampus dolls. So I went and bought some Santa Claus dolls at Walmart, and I'm adding oven baked clay to them and painting them and messing them all up. So I almost have them done. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to be left out. So I'm drinking a Santa Claus beer out of a German Krampus glass from a local brewery here in town. So yes, I I cheers you. Yeah, no, cheers. Krampus mug to Krampus mug. There we there go. go. I carved Krampus bells for my older children when they were about seven or eight. And then we had the neighbor upstairs drop them off. And my nice. my middle son actually went into shock, dude. I'm not I'm <laughs> No not way, joking. really. Yeah, like he freaked out to where he wasn't like moving at all for an hour. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it seemed like Seemed like a funny thing, you know, a couple hundred mm -hmm. dollars of bribing him later, he finally came out. <laughs> well, you know, it builds character. Yeah. Two years ago, I made a Krampus bust and then added like synthetic wool for the fur and everything. And I didn't tell the wife that's what I was staying up and doing. It was up to like three, four in the morning. And then I put it on the mantle in the front room and she's an early riser she always has to get up like super early to go to work and so she got out of the shower went to the kitchen to make a cup of coffee turned on the light and there was just like fucking demonic looking doll thing just staring at her she freaked out and she's like oh my god what is that i'm like that's krampus she's like don't ever don't ever do that ever again oh scott you'll be proud of me Last night, to get my son to do what I wanted, I told him the story of Krampus, and he quickly got up and did exactly what I told him to do. So There you See, go. My kids never actually listened to the story of Krampus. It was just the middle one that went into shock when he thought Krampus was actually coming. Oh, <laughs> no. We're talking I, about, you know, you got to keep your room clean. You got to be a good kid. And then... Yeah. I used to work in an elementary happened. school, and I every year I voted that that would be the Christmas movie to show the kids. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> nice, <"Please."> yeah. 
they wouldn't do it. <laughs> of course not. But I mean, it's just the, I mean, it's the fact that, I mean, I didn't even tell them the backstory of Krampus. Even. I was like, there's this big, hairy, Bigfoot looking anti Santa that's going to come and put you in a sack <laughs> and beat you if you don't do what I tell you. Yeah. I and I'd love to get to a Krampus knock one day. I know. To, to beat the shit out of college kids for no reason? I'm down for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Why not? It's good motivation, you know? Hey, you get information about the paranormal and folklore and parenting tips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's just right. exactly. well-rounded. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's why Krampus was originally school. created, right? Like, you know, yeah, they're all just not... cautionary tales and not yeah. being little bastards and minding their parents. Yeah. Yeah, I got, uh, I wrapped my, I was working in the office today, so I got to wrap my son's Yule Lad presents. Still oh, right on. One, but <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, we didn't get to do that with the younger kids, but the, or the older kids, but the youngest one gets spoiled for 13 days before Christmas. Dang, you want to adopt a 37-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So why don't you guys tell them about uh, your show real quick before we jump into it? Yeah. Presto, how would you describe it, man? Well, we don't do a lot of research. I can tell <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, there's another podcast out there that I forced the wife to listen to that has top-notch research. And she always says that it's really dry. Ours has a lot of comedy and uh, humor. So I always tell people I'm more of the bullet points guys. I might not be a hundred percent on the facts, but uh, I cover all the major bullet points, and that's good enough. So if you want to know uh, the unusual, the strange, if you want to know about folklore, you know we're the place to check it out. Yeah, there if you, you go. want a hundred percent facts, uh, maybe listen to another show. I said go listen to podcasts if you want facts. There you go. Right. They pay people to get those facts. We don't get paid to look those facts up. So <laughs> yeah, our budget's yes. pretty small. <laughs> and our budget's uh, you know, not there for us to learn how to pronunciate words correctly. So I mean there's that too. So <laughs> I say that adds to the boyish charm. And I, you know, I yeah. would I would like to correct you. I say it's either all the research or none. Like we don't really straddle a fence. It's either sheer determination of like, yes, here's the facts. There's nine different sources, or it's like Hey, do you remember that one thing we talked about once? <laughs> yeah, like Presto said, paranormal. Uh, it's like 90, you know, 80, 80, 90% paranormal stories, folklore, the the who, what, when, where, why. We're both art nerds. So, I mean, there's some history back in there. We kind of sometimes tie it back to art, depending on like if it's Egyptian folklore we're talking about or Native American or what have you. But yeah, you know, just in a world full of paranormal podcasts, we are another one. Yeah. Hey, Doug. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Keep yourself away from the herd. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys have been, you've been around, like I started my first podcast back in, I don't know, 2016 or 15 or something. You guys have been around about that long. Have you noticed that after the COVID bubble, like it was super easy to get listeners back in the day. Mm -hmm. ha have your guys' listeners actually dropped off after COVID? This started off as like just a fun little hobby. Mm -hmm. So we actually had a third party guy doing our site hosting for us. And I preferred to live in the um, the ignorance of like, we might have five listeners. We may have oh, 5,000. You didn't know? No, we flew blind. Oh, um, for, for a little <laughs> while, I mean, after about a year and a half, he's like, yeah, you have, you know, two to 400 active listeners a week. And I was like, shit, that's fantastic. That's about 
two to 400 more than I thought we'd have. And then I just quit kind of paying attention because we weren't going to monetize and all that kind of stuff. And then you fast forward to like, man, six years into it back in August, um, we decided to kind of separate and take over. But by then there was no way to haul an entire feed from one website to another that was going to be easy enough or worthwhile. So we just started over, man. So now we're kind of like hoping that everybody who listened previously has followed us to our new feed, same name, same everything. But now I'm looking at like baby numbers, like, oh, okay, this episode, episode one, 15 listeners. Oh man, let's not let that go to our heads. Because <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, how you get no. either real sad or real happy real quick. And yeah, you know, it's thing like on YouTube, I think it depends on the topic because there are times where I'll create the video um, so people can listen to it on YouTube and, you know, we'll have 17 views and then the next video will have 900 views and then... God love the people out there that really there's this one episode that uh, has to deal with the ghost in the box out of England and it's got like 4,000 views on it. And I'm just like, ah, that's probably like one of the worst episodes we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, the accents are cheesy. Uh, mm -hmm. I really didn't do a lot of research. The cover art's got like a conquistador with a Afro, a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff going on, but it's got 4,000 views. So I'm like, we hit it big. We're done. I mean, same thing. Same thing on my solo show. I do like, it's like some episodes have like no list, no watchers at all on YouTube. But then the one episode with the porn star has like 500 views. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like the least yep. serious episode I've ever done of a freaking paranormal show. And it's freaking just because it's a, just because it has sex in the title with freaking uh -huh. 500 people. Jesus. <laughs> yep. See, we'll do those late night shows. We've done about five or six of them. And I like to say that's what kind of spices it up. You know, once in a while when things are getting kind of a lull, we just drop some some Bigfoot erotica or something in there. And told you, Scott. Told you. No, I told them <laughs> that you were the one to, you guys were going to meet up on this. Yeah, I told you it existed, though. <laughs> Well, uh, boys, I'm leaving it up to you two. One of you guys has to become a porn star, and then we will take <laughs> off like nobody's business. Uh, there we <laughs> go. Just not big you erotica. We did gnome erotica too, so gnome yes. dick uh -huh. is a thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm all Funny. for the twelve books. I'm all for the twelve book series that some woman wrote about uh, women living with Bigfoot in the woods and making community. So yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we I'm we read that. one. It was like what was it called, Preston? Um, maybe the, the title might not be appropriate, but basically it involved a Bigfoot and a Yeti. Yeah, Rat, or uh, savaged by Bigfoot, ravaged by Yeti. Yeah. You know, oh, I've heard that one. Yeah. The woman bakes <laughs> like a bakes a blueberry pie and leaves it on her, you know windowsill and Bigfoot's all getting drooly over her pie and a lot of in the windows and Steve got a little embarrassed when we made him read the parts. Yeah. So we've Preston and I have been here since the very beginning. Our buddy Rob is who started the whole show, and then Rob dropped off after about a year finding out that his whole secret this entire time was he'd been podcasting for like 15 years. So he helped launch the show and then basically like handed it off to us. And he's like, all right, well, I'm done guys. So was he your, was he the guy that owned the platform you guys were under before? So no, that was Mark and okay. Mark owns pixelated sausage, which is why we have the name pixelated paranormal because it just kind of fit the overall theme. Cause at the time there was like three or four shows that were pixelated, you know, whatever, 
And then Mark and Rob were co-hosts of a couple of different shows for years. And then with Mark kind of moving things over to a different direction where he's going to focus on the podcast, a secondary podcast, a video cast, it just, it just came down to where it's like, hey, man, I really don't have time to keep posting episodes every week amongst all my stuff. And after about a year of saying that, I finally said, we should probably do this guy a solid <laughs> and, and move over. But no, Rob, Rob lives in Kentucky. He's married and just kind of, you know, out there doing his thing. He still listens and chimes in every once in a while. But no, our buddy, uh, Steven, big Steven, he's our our third co-host, our backseat driver. We say he shows up when he can. He's a mortuary driver, so his schedule is pretty erratic. But yeah, it's fun to talk about, you know, stuff like no Neurotica, just to see him kind of <laughs> wince and get embarrassed, you know? <laughs> So you guys, yeah, I mean, you guys do it off a of Zoom too, huh? No, we so we do it like it's probably like a really do it yourself DIY kind of thing. We record through Discord now. Okay. okay. Yeah, we just do audio, and then the YouTube is just usually some pictures flickering across the screen, and then the audio as well. But we just started doing Zoom. We had a listener out of um, Oregon who is a really badass toy maker named Bob Drock. And we did a zoom call with him and for whatever reason, didn't record the visual, but now we're just like, we should probably start doing video. It's been six years. Why are we not doing video? Yeah. Is Was <laughs> so, he the guy in your Bigfoot episode in Northern California or let's see here. Bob Drock would have been the drop bear episode. He lives up in, um, drop bear, yeah. 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 He did a toy, um, several different cryptid toys. And I did the artwork for his drop bear that he came out with. So we decided as a launch for him, we would do a whole uh, cryptid encounter about the drop bear, which I mean, it's fake. It's clearly a, a folklore for tourists, but it's got a lot of fun mythology behind it. And then there's ties to some real life stuff. So, I mean, like any other good paranormal story, there's a little bit of truth in the, you know, the fake. Scott, like our cocaine cowboy, uh, I mean, our cocaine crocodile that was on the cryptid bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I was in uh, I was in Florida, dude. There's a lot of people on meth, but not mm -hmm. a lot of cocaine crocodiles. Hell, we talked uh, about a meth gator a while back on our show. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it was a it was a folklore animal from out of was that of Florida? Or was that of? Uh, I'm pretty like sure it was Florida. Yeah, it's it's a crocodile without. It, but it, it has no mouth, so it has to. It crushes its enemies into powder and then inhale and snorts them. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. So, booger sugar. Totally true. I like you it. Want to learn about that cryptid? We'll do a detailed. Yes, please, because that sounds like a monster that we would like. <laughs> I mean, for oh, what the hell was it? Van Van Hoot or something like? Oh my, I haven't. Now I have to Google it because it's going to piss me off. It's going to piss also me off. Also known as David Bowie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and there's also that new movie coming out based off of a real life story of the cocaine bear. And bear. Yep. I didn't see that one. Oh, man. Oh, the trailer oh, just man. dropped. Oh, my son. Yeah. My son did tell me about that. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah. I thought he was joking. That's no, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a real uh real news story and the movie, of course, based on a true story and air quotes. Um, yes, there was a bear in real life and it did get uh, stoned off cocaine, and that's probably about as much as it's based off of, but it looks like a hell of a good time. It looks awesome. 
Well, the bear had a good time, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Every time I've tried that, it's just like you want more. You don't know why you want more. <laughs> probably that's why I just stick bear to... that ran out. Right, right. Yeah, I got. I, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> it's kind of driving me nuts now. Your uh, Christmas is the same as ours, right, Deborah? Yes. Yes. I don't <laughs> okay. <that> far away. <laughs> Everything's on a different candle, Scott. Well, Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was reading that the Canadian counterpart to Santa Claus tends to knock at the front door versus coming down chimneys. Well, you know, you know, Canadians are more polite. <laughs> that's very true yeah they're not a breaking and entering down the chimney for me oh. no doubt all right cool heck yeah heck yeah oh all right i found it it's the dun goblin huta i've it heard that German. name the dun goblin that's the cocaine bear cocaine crocodile oh oh yeah, yeah. i was on the show that's how i heard it. yeah <laughs> dun, yeah <laughs> Scott, Scott is so much fun in my cryptid bracket that releases on Christmas that he doesn't even remember it. Oh, I remember <laughs> all of it, dude. Especially just like after a, five minutes. It was just like a good cocaine binge. You don't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah, and the, the name of that episode may actually be uh, uh, Crocodile Rock. I, I still <laughs> do not like the results of your conspiracy bracket. You can't change which way people vote, man. Sorry. Skinwalker but Ranch. Give me Skinwalker Ranch won because it's the hot topic right now. I mean, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is one of the most popular paranormal shows ever. Mm-hmm. It's a cornucopia of like all sorts Everything. of crazy stuff. It's like the Bridgewater Triangle in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Have you guys, do you guys ever do any um, like on site investigations and that kind of stuff or no? Preston, where did we go? What bridge did we go to? Theropos' Bridge. Yeah, we did that. Um, yeah. We got a local place here uh, just north of Wichita where uh, I forget the folklore. So basic, well, the folklore is all over the place. So it kind of depends on who you talk to. So the, the first tale was you have settlers moving in Kansas in the late 1800s, and you have Native American war parties coming in. You have a family who is kind of settling parts of Valley Center, Kansas, along the river right there. They're constantly getting raided, fam- or Native Americans come in, kill everybody, basically take this baby and drown it in the river and so the mom is constantly looking for the, this child so if you go to Theros's bridge you'll hear you know say like where's my baby where's my baby and then the other side of the folklore is there was a woman in the late 1800s a little bit promiscuous got around a little bit uh was screwing around with a married man got pregnant the guy was well to do in the area and decided like, fuck it. I can't, I can't deal with this. And um, took the baby and like threw it over the river. And then the woman was like, you're the love of my life. Why would you do this? And jumped off the the bridge and committed suicide. And so again, the idea that she's looking for her child, it's as a, I got interested in paranormal investigations um right around the time actually i I met sean uh god what was the name of that show on sci-fi that we used to talk about all the time um 
Monster Quest? No, it was the the one where they do like the reenactments and they Factor bring. Faked. No. Oh, <laughs> oh! I was there. like, I love Factor Freak, but this is um, the part of the show where we list off fourteen different shows. <laughs> see, it's it's bullet points. This is where we're at. Uh, come to me. Ghost Hunters. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's it's Jesse uh, Ventura conspiracy yeah, show, right? That was there. The you one. go. That's cl- close enough. Anyway, so we would watch this show. <laughs> And growing up, like I had a lot of sleep paralysis episodes where I would see things. And there was this one episode they talked about a mom who she got divorced and she's living in this home in like New Mexico by herself. And um, she experienced sleep paralysis where, you know, somebody was like sitting on her chest and then she'd wake up and see like this old guy sitting over and then try to like choke her out. And then her ex-husband came to like visit her and said she's batshit crazy and he had antagonized whatever was there. And so when he left, she opened up the closet door and like written in crown or pencil was like, kill Jerry, kill Jerry, fuck Jerry. And so she freaked out. And then the very last part of the show, you see this old guy who's transparent. He opens up the attic little door sticks his head down and then closes it and that show always got to me because they they actually if they had during like any eyewitness photos any recordings they would actually show it to kind of substantiate the actual tell and so sean and i were like talking about it and i'm like dude if this shit's real like after watching like ghost hunters like i can go get a you know a mp3 recorder and i can go to cemeteries and start doing this stuff and so my brother and i started a little paranormal team where we'd go to cemeteries and stuff around the area and then started doing investigations and we went to Therosa's bridge and we got some evps where you hear like a woman that said something like you know where's my child there was kind of like this little angelic song to it uh when sean and i went there was a a pentagram on the bridge and sean's got a thing about not stepping in or around (laughs) pentagrams it's a thing yeah yeah i fuck with that shit so i i got in it and i visibly noticed that the the air or the area inside of the pentagram was way cooler than if i stuck my hand outside of the circle where it was actually warmer because it was during like a summer day and, you know, the tales are that if you drive your car there, your car will mysteriously shut off. If you threaten to throw Therosa's baby off the bridge, her spirit will come out and get you. We tried all that. Nothing happened. You tried I just got inside of, <laughs> Yeah, I, I got inside a pentagram. <laughs> Sean didn't. That was about, you know, the most of it. So, Preston, it was called Paranormal Witness. There you go. That's yep. it. Oh, I, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there are so many of those shows out there. I mean. I had to see yeah. Pulse for a while, and then I'm like, I never get to wa- time to watch any of this shit. So I'm yeah, describing Discovery Plus. Like, yeah. there's too many, there's and there, not enough time for all this, right? But there was one on Netflix, and I don't remember what it was called, but it really got to me. Like some of those stories on there were like really great, and there was one where this grandson, his grandfather was always like really abusive, and then there was always weird shit going on in the house, and so then after the grandfather died. He goes in and there's like jars of body parts in the basement and like weird satanic ritual stuff going on. 
come to find out like it's all bullshit a, a lot of the people that wrote in those stories for the show were just horror writers and they were just trying to get their start and netflix really didn't do their due diligence and verify <laughs> whether it was really paranormal they're like it's a creepy story we're putting it on a show and so then i was just like you know what <laughs> fuck you guys I'm, I'm done i'm not watching this ever again the yeah, amateurs, that, man. That was a wild scandal because watching it when it first came out, everyone's like, "Oh my god, these drifters have disappeared and hitchhikers have disappeared, and like these people are confessing to a serial killer being their granddad." And I mean, it really came to a head, and finally, that's when it was revealed that it was all bullshit. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love Monsters and Mysteries in America because at least they told you it was reenactments. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, Paranormal Witness had some rad episodes where you had some Polaroids to kind of go along with some of the stories. So that gave it a little more credence. I mean, I can Photoshop anything you want me to, but it's a little more of a layer of, yeah, that might just be real. Right. So it puts that, it puts the image in your, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can you Photoshop me a crocodile with no mouth but Elton John hair? When do you this need a buy? <laughs> Last episode too. Oh, no Morotica awesome. and Fabio hair. He, he, he's talking about he's talking about the orang pendek. Oh the yeah, pi- yeah. The, the picture I found of it had like Fabio hair on it. Luscious mm-hmm. locks, luscious locks. <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to sit there and stroke its hair. <laughs> we haven't done too many other on-site things yet, just because we had a lot of plans, and then COVID kind of came about. Sadly, and I mean, Preston and I still hung out a little bit here and there during all of that mess, but I mean, it really kind of closed a lot of places up around here in Kansas. So hopefully sometime soon. Now we actually, I, I take it back. We are you guys did a, still locked down? No, no, we're back oh, open, okay. but things okay. are kind of stirring around here again, but we're, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily think a whole lockdown's coming, but I mean, there's lots of murmurs of cases and all that good stuff, but. Yeah, I drove um, through Kansas in like 2020, right during the start of that shit and it was everything was good to go yeah it depends on like what part of what side of the town you're on some parts were like everything's locked down other times it was like the wild wild west bars were staying open you know doing speakeasies in the back and stuff like that it was uh it's a wild time the museum of terror museum of horror museum of shadows up in uh Omaha. There you go. Yeah, yeah yeah so together we're going to figure this out. We get it. <laughs> we did Museum of Shadows up in Omaha, Nebraska with um, our sponsor, Big Dobbs, uh, Beard Balm. And then there were some listeners up there and we met up with a handful of them. And that was a really interesting time because, you know, my whole big rule, number one, don't fuck with pentagrams. And rule number two is, you know, <laughs> same thing for Ouija boards. They had this basement area and they've got these like three or four sectioned off areas that you could do these sit room challenges where you pay like 10 bucks a pop. You sit in there for 10 minutes with the lights off and then they have, you know, security cameras watching you in infrared and then you report what happens. And like we show up and we got this guy who's a listener and and now he's become a a good friend of ours. We met him and we're just like, man, we can't like just mess around. We got to make sure this dude's like, thanks for the real deal. So I paid tickets for Preston and I to go to, uh, I forget what room it was, but it was like basically it was in in the basement. And when you when you're going through this museum, the stuff that's on like the top level is um, the gentler side of paranormal, you know, museum quality stuff. There might be like a haunted doll. There might be like a photo. But then you go down in the basement and this is the stuff that supposedly 
like satanic ritual stuff they might have mm-hmm. a, a bowl where blood might have been drained in it they might have some daggers um they have some really like planchettes ouija boards pentagrams drawn on the floor that sean didn't know about um <laughs> there's this extreme haunted doll that they had in this glass case and right next to it uh is it the obelisk orbalist where obelisk it, three, I think obelisk. it was yeah, yeah and so they're like whatever you do like um what's uh what do you what do they call that um where uh mechanics you can lay on it and uh it moves in and out it's got the wheels like a creep they, along they, the creep along they had that, the, uh, yeah <laughs> the, the apparently like an auto mechanic was like in a bad accident and like got squished on it and now it's like supposedly like haunted so they had like all this weird creepy shit in the basement oh and this this doll case that had this really creepy beyond all belief doll from the late 1800s um they had this device next to it and they're like its name was demus right the doll's name was demus it looked like a cupie doll mixed with like a homemade starfish yes and they're like whatever you do don't antagonize and so I'm just like in the back of my mind because we're all kind of walking around. So I'm over by this case and I'm just thinking like, you know, fuck you, doll, like you piece of shit. You're not going to do anything. (laughs) And then then Sean comes up and stands next to me. And all of a sudden the obelisk goes off and it's like, stop, 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 run, run, stop. And Sean's like, what the fuck? Well, there's another room that it's like the boiler room. And they have a bench set up. And so at the end of the tour, you got everybody can go down there, whoever wants to pay the ticket. And you just, they shut all the lights off. They have the infrared cameras going on. And you're just sitting in this dark, dank, cold room for like 15 minutes. And the challenge is most people only stay a minute or two. Sean and I didn't want to puss out. Uh, yeah, not with and, Rob Bones there. No, we couldn't yeah, let him down. So <laughs> are we're you just like, or are you by yourself? By ourselves. No, we did it. We did it separate, but we kind of had like this little pep talk to each other. Like, dude, I, I don't care if Satan enters your earlobe, like whatever's going on, like your butt stays on that bench yep. for the yeah, full 15 here, minutes. Right? Yeah. 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 And we did. We both stayed there the full 15 minutes, but uh, it was creepy. And what's odd is like on the table, again, suspend your disbelief. There's artifacts that are supposed to be, you know, tied to Beelzebub and Ball and all these different demons and you're getting the stories and like, now don't touch it. Keep your hands back. Nobody bump into anything. And mind you, the room's like pitch black, except for maybe the tiniest little black light. And we're talking, having a good time. And Preston, you know, tells a story about how I wouldn't step in the pentagram on Theros's bridge. And then the guy giving the tour is like, well, um, you haven't stepped on any of the pentagrams on the floor in here. Have you? And I look down and like my right foot's in one pentagram and my left foot's in another <laughs> And I was just like, oh, no, what did I do, daddy? And so, anywho, you you fast forward and, oh, yeah, and they take it so serious or it's just such a good show. There is a birdbath with holy water that if you do touch anything, they urge you to, you know, (laughs) rinse your hands off in this holy water. So, anywho, like we do the old rock, paper, scissors, and I go first and I'm sitting down there and just kind of sitting, you know, nice and upright and my hands are in my lap listening and listening. And you can hear people walking around upstairs a bit and you can hear like the heater kick on in the background. And like right about the time this thing's about done, because you sit there for 10 minutes, I hear the sound of what either sounds like a tiny little horse running across the concrete floor or somebody threw like 
an empty orange pill bottle you get from a pharmacy across the floor. But it was very bizarre. I don't know what it was. Anything could have fallen off one of the shelves. But like that made me kind of perk up a little bit. And then I'm thinking, okay, we're right around the 10 minute mark. And then right in front of you in this pitch blackness is like a hole in the wall that's cut out. And you can see kind of like in underneath the floor, like in this, I don't know what it'd be, crawl space or what have you. So there's just a tiny little bit of light. And all of a sudden I get this feeling like five or six figures just rush from the darkness in front of me and stop like, boom, just all five of them, six of them in front of me. And then it kind of takes the energy and the air out of the room. And so then I kind of, I think I managed to say in like in a low voice, you know, is that you? And then right as I hear what sounds like something licking some old dry leathery lips and takes a breath, then you hear the light switch on and the guy coming down the stairs. All right, man, what'd you think? And I was just like, I think you got here just in fucking time. I think, <laughs> but it was, it left like this weird feeling in me. And then no kidding at all for like the next month after I'd gotten home, I had the urge to buy Ouija boards like off of like Facebook marketplace. And I even went as far as messaging this one lady and I was like, Hey, this Ouija boards for sale. Like what's the story on that? She's just like, Oh, it's not even opened yet. And it's just been in our closet for years and no one's touched it. And I was like, Oh, so like, there's no ghost or nothing. And she's like, Nope. And I was like, all right, never mind, Not interested. But for somebody who's never wanted to touch a Ouija board, you don't want to touch a pentagram. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. I, now, I, well, here's a problem. You know, I, I double dipped, right? I stepped in two of them that night at the same time. So I don't know. It was a weird sensation Pentagrams to be like, look. I would, what if there's two of them? Doesn't that cancel it out? No, <laughs> it doubles it up. It doesn't cancel it out. <laughs> it stacks. Those stats stack. Are you, are you religious? Um, you know, I, the... I was, here's the funny thing, like full transparency. I was very, I'm not going to say very much, but a fair bit up until about a month or two before then. And then I'm kind of like, oh, okay. where are we at? You know, what's, what am I doing here? Why are we here? And so that was kind of faltering, but I did take the cross I had been wearing. I've been wearing this cross since like the eighth grade. So I had been wearing this thing for I mean, almost 20 years, I did stick it in a pocket of the vest I was wearing. And also my St. Sebastian token, a friend of mine gave me when we ran the first uh, Tough Mudder, Preston and I, when we ran Tough Mudder, I did bring those tokens with me just on the off chance that something was there. <laughs> I, I get it, man. I, yeah, I was right. a light switcher. I got mm -hmm. OCD like crazy. I've been battling. So. Oh, man. I, I get it. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah. I would do the same thing. I mean, if I'm going to fuck with something deep, demonic, possibly, I am. I don't care. I will freaking bring every cross I could find. It'd be like the Lord. I'll bring my freaking like huge cross my wife has. That's like freaking <laughs> three feet by three feet. Like you got to hoist it over your back. back. Get the fuck back. Get yep. the fuck back. Yep, exactly. I, I don't but, fuck with Ouija boards, but oh like god, no. Pentagrams Never want and to. stuff. Like I don't. Yeah. I talk to a lot of pagans, so yeah. Yeah, I the Ouija board thing, like it fizzled out after a month, but for a good 30 days or so, I was like adamant, like, I'm I'm gonna find one. I'm gonna go ahead and get it. What who cares? You know? And but what's funny uh, is before that, for years, my buddy Steven, well, our co-host Steven, um, had this master plan to find one at a garage sale and then dirty it up, like bury it and run it over with the car and make it look all old and faded. And then one day he was gonna leave it on my front porch. And then he went as far as to get my wife in on it and she was going to, you know, bring it inside. And uh, luckily they didn't. Cause at that point I would have been terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so like, did you, you played so. these? Mm -mm. 
Mm -mm. no but there were a shit ton of them in that museum um downstairs which is where there's actually a selfie of me and preston and, and rob in front of it and the backdrop is just a shit ton of ouija boards and planchettes and so I don't know that it was interesting, at least to say that I left there with kind of a weird uh, fascination with shit I didn't care about before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Ouija boards are one of those things I've never been tempted with in my life. Like, even when I was a kid and I knew about them, like, I was just like, I'm not stupid. I'm not fucking with that. Like, mm-hmm. like, no, I mean, I don't believe in that shit even. I mean, I believe in shit like that, but I don't believe in right. like, the devil. But I mean. Just in case I mean, you're not going to poke it with a stick. I was going to say, if you don't believe, that's the problem. <laughs> I, you know, I believe in simulation theory. I, and my wife I, and kids want Ouija boards. I won't allow that. Yeah. Just simulation. Don't fuck with shit you don't know, right? Just simulation theory freaking lost the conspiracy bracket, Scott. Yeah, I know it did, Jeremy. <laughs> I listened to that episode and fucking Skinwalker Ranch, one with flying colors. Not my, not <laughs> my choice. Goddamn break. By, by the time it got to me, moon landing, Epstein. Uh, we well, go on for I mean, hours about, and I, I get it. I listened to the episode. People didn't want to pick shit because it was depressing. But at the end of the day, the funnest, most unrealistic thing won. I got, it. I got uh, mo- it. most unrealistic. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch has been proven. No. Bob Bigelow or whatever the fuck his name was ended up selling that shit too. Yeah, I'm going you, to drive. I'm going to drive down there. We're going to do. Uh, it's like I an hour and a half away from my house. I've been trying to get the freaking guy who is the manager of that property now on my show for a long time. Like I forget his name, but the the guy who they go report to during the show, like every couple episodes, like with the glasses, like watch the Secret Skinwalker Ranch, Scott. There's proof I've on that show of UFOs. Them, like I, you I'll can't get drive close down to it, there. Can you? you can't go visit that. It's well, that, what I've heard, because my middle son wants to go down there too. What I heard is if you even stop off the side of the road in that, like, yep. I don't know what town it is, but it's like a really small town. Like the police will come and kick you off. You off yeah. But uh, yeah, no, maybe after the holidays, me and my son drive down there and we just Get stopped by a cop and told here. to go. <laughs> well, no, stop we and take a leak, stop. see what you can we'll see. Just, yeah, there we go. But just so, back and forth, right? Like from one side of town to the other. Boom, boom. Yeah, there you go. Boom, just boom, boom. St- st- stop at the front long. gate. Stop at the front gate and just yell, <laughs> Dragon, I got weed to sell you. Like, just, there you go. Just, yeah. That, that'll get you in. That'll get you in. <laughs> It'll get you in in a bag over your head. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know where I'd love to do an investigation, like stay overnight. I don't think it's um a hotel anymore, but the Cecil Hotel, because there's been just a murder in basically every room in the mm-hmm. whole hotel. That was in LA, right? Where the yeah. lady got dumped in the fucking water. Oh. Yeah, that that was the Canadian girl. Yeah, but there's oh, been yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, the serial killer. He'd walk in there. Richard Ramirez. Oh. Yes, he yes. covered in blood. The night stalker. He'd just say hi because he's just so normal to see. Like there were mm-hmm. so many murders and that's oh it's like, just it's oh, that'd be a cool place to you know see if he can spend a night and 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 that's where Lady Gaga was a serial killer, right? Yeah. Uh, American <laughs> Horror <laughs> Yeah, they, they did American Hotel. they did American yeah. American Horror Story Hotel yeah. on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy to see like because I'm from LA County yeah. and we always have these people move in that want to be actors. The crazy thing is, is all the kids who grew up in LA County, none of them 
want to be actors but you see all these people come in and then like you know somebody gets thrown in a water tank and it's like what did you think you moved to la county this yeah. shit well, happens sk- on a daily basis yeah and skid row too man like it's not a nice place well that's uh, so, that's skid so row fascinating is- about it because it's a nice hotel you come in one door and it's a nice hotel and there's so hotel is not and there's a nice row. well better and then there's one side that's like the homeless like just and they kind of match together See, this this is the shit you guys hear about but like even if you go see the the walk of the stars and all that shit that has been homeless people forever like back in the 90s we used to hang out with the uh drunk tank and that was all melrose on the street punk rock kids uh-huh. spanging for change like it's just nonsense don't go to LA don't go to Hollywood it's dirty as fuck (laughs) and like have you guys ever seen the movie Lords of Dogtown or the documentary yeah yeah well I think I had the film yeah yeah yeah. I think I have the film on DVD yeah where where we say like no locals like that's just pretty hardcore there's a lot of a lot of people representing down in those areas so you know, I mean, there was uh, you drive down San Fernando Boulevard and fucking you're wrong color. You ain't getting through. Uh-huh. Like, it's not the ghost you're worrying about here. That's what you're telling me. Just yeah, don't go. no, there's no <laughs> Hollywood is a cesspool. Oh, OK, well, listen to antiheroes. Fuck Hollywood. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, on Skinwalker Ranch, we actually have a listener of the show um, who has moved away a few times and he's come back to our area. We're going to try to get him on the show. He actually um, spent time working there. We haven't watched season two yet, but I, I need to check that oh, out. Man. Dragons of Douche in season one. That's the, He's the worst in season one. I freaking, I hate him from the first episode of season one. Then season two, he gets a little more likable. <laughs> hey if you've got a brand man you gotta just stay on it you know That's at least he has us man. talking about him dragon the first one. episode the first episode oh the, this is my name but they call me dragon dude no 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 what are you a fucking 15 year old come on <laughs> one of the stepbrothers you have to call me dragon <laughs> that was a fucking goddamn good movie it, yeah it very much was it very much was right. My name is Dr- you have to call me Dragon and you can't put your nuts in my drum set. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Oh god damn. Will Ferrell's coming out. I shit, I'm drawing a blank. He just, but uh he just he just released a, a Christmas movie on Apple TV. Yeah, with who? Spirited who with it? Ryan Reynolds. That yep. that was the one I hate Deadpool, but I'm gonna see that. <laughs> what? You hate what ball? Deadpool. Deadpool. Dude, how do you um, fucking hate Deadpool? How do you hate run. Deadpool? Did you see him in that rom-com he did where he was fat and then he became yeah, just skinny friends? and his girl. Just friends? Yeah, that one. One of the best Christmas movies ever? Yeah. Oh, give me best Christmas movies ever. I think yeah. Jeremy just quit the show. <laughs> no, I am. I, I, I have been on. We've I was a, this. I was on a lot of pop culture podcasts, like about movies and video games and all that stuff too. And J- Master Bears is doing a Christmas bracket right now, and just friends that made it I, to the almost oh. third. I think I think it made it to the third round out of 104 Jesus movies. Christ, 
<laughs> you're in the wrong universe man you fell into the wrong parallel universe you got skinwalker ranch winning you got ryan reynolds love movies wrong just friends is, just friends is one of the funniest movies fucking ever ryan reynolds yeah, yeah unless your wife makes you watch it all the time well blame your wife don't with, blame ryan reynolds have to go with scott on this one uh, <laughs> thank you, you know, thank you preston yeah. <laughs> so i'll tell you a quick dream i had once um when we lived in el dorado the town doesn't have a whole lot going for it other than like a really nice lake and i had this random dream one night i just realized my camera went kind of dark that's kind of spooky um i had this dream that ryan reynolds did a radio contest called best friends for a day and if you won this contest he'd come to your hometown and hang out with you for one full day doing whatever you want so, like, I win the radio contest. He rolls up in this limo, and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm Ryan Reynolds, blah, blah, blah. I'm really super charming. And I was like, well, you know, there's not a lot to do here, so let's go rent a boat. Let's just go to the lake and just you know, spend the day on the lake. And we had a blast. There's a montage of us, like, water skiing and, you know, wakeboarding and all this stuff. And then at the end of the day, he's like, fuck it. Hold on a second. He calls his agent. And he's, like, just arguing. He's like, no, I'm taking two months off, and I'm going to live in El Dorado with Sean and all his friends. No, I need a vacation. And then he hangs up the phone and he's like, all right, dude, like we're going to be hanging out for the next two months because I'm living here. This is on. And so another montage in my dream of us hanging out with Ryan Reynolds for like two months. And then I wake up and it was so real that like I woke up and I rolled over and I was like, oh, man, I got the day off. I'm going to call Ryan, see what he wants to do today. Oh, it's going to be a good day. And then like I went back to sleep and opened my eyes and I was like, holy shit, that was a dream. <laughs> and I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was so unbelievably sad that I wasn't really friends with Ryan Reynolds. I think I think you should stick sucked. to your uh, Donald Trump dream and skip out on the Ryan Reynolds. Bong City, yeah. Well, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, if you're listening, he wants to be your friend. So yes, please come to El Dorado and ride in a boat with me. Yeah. Oh. So tell me, have you guys done any episodes on Dogman? My favorite cryptid. Oh, that's his favorite. We did touch on it a little bit um i forget the episode number because i've slept since then but we did an episode on dogmen <laughs> frogmen and something else some of the the kind of lizard lesser man? what was it lizard man was it presto goat was it lizard man? no it was a uh, dogman goatman and frog oh, go yeah that's what and, it was and then in the intro to the uh we got flagged on youtube because sean played the intro to it's raining men <laughs> <laughs> i made youtube was over. like copyright yeah. Yeah. See, i we we did an episode on dogman because of me and we did an episode on goatman just recently because yeah. of me and we did an episode on lizard men and frogman about a month yeah. ago or two months ago because of me Hell Anytime yeah. it's a cryptid, it's because of me usually. But hey, that's all right. <laughs> that's not true. I did lake monsters this week. True. For the first time, you chose a cryptid. <laughs> a fishing cryptid. My you wore him down, buddy. You wore him down. Well, I, I was, tried. I was I mean... looking at fishing spots, and I found a <laughs> found a cryptid along the way. This is how we are when it's time to choose whoever is like deer in the headlight. Like, what are we doing? Um, this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we have we weeks rotate. like that too. We have weeks where like one of us will text the other one and be like, "Hey, did you have something planned for tomorrow?" <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's when some of the best work comes out is you know thirty minutes before the homeworks do. So, yeah. See, this is why my, my solo show is not is not a just discussion show or just a me doing paranormal topics because 
if I didn't have a guest to talk to every every episode, it would be. I always say I don't want to hear myself talk for an hour straight. No one else <laughs> wants. No one else wants to hear me talk for an hour straight to myself. Like no one, no one. <laughs> so I know that. So I'm not gonna try to market that. I will have interesting go. guests every freaking episode, and that way. And a lot of them come with questions because I find them on podcast sites. So, yay. Hell yeah. Hey, man, there's no shame in that game. I think <laughs> I Presto know. and I have each done a solo show once or twice, and it is so difficult. It oh, I is. I can't imagine. Um, if, you, if you have two jobs or whatever, like back when I had an easy street, my solo news show was fun as fuck. <laughs> but... uh yeah, no, now I couldn't do it. Me and Deborah wanted to start a news show, and yeah. hopefully, hopefully, it, after the holidays, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a there time thing, right? I, yeah, I tried. I tried it with. I tried it with two co-hosts like about four months ago, five months ago, and it just got to a point where not, where we were just like, we're all on too many podcasts. We're not doing it anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it just it got. I mean, we find a news story. We tried to make a top five list out of that, every news story we found. And it just got to the point where it's like, oh, first episode's on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah, that's easy. Okay. Second episode's on some Ryan Reynolds. Rebel Wilson. Yeah, oh. no, Re- Re- Rebel Wilson. It's the second episode's about Rebel Wilson and her being forced to come out of the closet in Hollywood. Like, like it was but at the end of the day, it was just me finding news stories. And everybody else is just like, okay. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing all the work for this. Like, I don't want to find all news stories every week. Like, it's just all my fights entertainment. Everything else bores me. My yeah. shit was. 20 minutes long every day i did it every day until we had to switch jobs again and uh it took me two hours at the minimum to do the research and then record a 20 minute show and then fucking you know download upload fucking do the the thumb art and all that shit but uh Mm -hmm. back before covid man i'm telling you within the first hour i would have every day like from pretty much the start 40 people would download my shit it was way more interactive mm-hmm. but now i'm just i'm not in that space to do like i've got two jobs going I can't. well that and i mean like before covid let's go back to like 2018 2019 you didn't have every celebrity and their cousin who yes. had a podcast because that's how you make money when you can't do a movie you do a podcast and some uh-huh. of them are great. Some of them I unsubscribed as quick as I subscribed, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, and there's great stuff. I listen to a couple, you know, actors podcast or comedian podcast, but yeah, I too find that some of them hit a good stride and then they kind of level out a little bit and it becomes more about like, so what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I did this. What'd you do? Hey, here's what I hate about everything this week. So that kind of yeah. you know took out a couple of them but yeah the competition's fierce because every celebrity has podcasts now i i started listening to podcasts back in 2012 like when you know adam curry like adam curry and joe rogan i wouldn't even listen to their shit like mm-hmm. when lore first came out it was like cool i got something once a week but i was in the same predicament where i'm like listening to D podcasts all <laughs> right right but, well, uh, i mean now like you said yeah it's all everybody and their mother has a fucking podcast it's it's, especially in the paranormal especially in the paranormal world like Mm -hmm. i've worked with a lot and i mean it is but i i oh yeah i'll say the two biggest easily are paranormal and 
the mental health, self-help. I agree with you. The only celebrities I ever listened to that I could stand were Mark Maron and Kevin Smith. Those are the only two celebrities I ever, and I, I mean, Kevin Smith calling him a celebrity is a gracious thing, but. No, dude, I've listened <laughs> to his shit too. Like, that's why I'm listening to these guys, because I like to hear normal people mm -hmm. fucking talk. Yeah. That was the whole point of podcasting. Yeah, and now uh, if you're uh, listening, Josh, polluted. on YouTube, uh, <laughs> people do like banters. Okay, thanks. Wow. <laughs> we got called out a couple times by somebody who's like timing how long it takes us to get into the actual topic. And one of them is like, holy shit, guys, it's been 26 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, and that was only like a 40 minute show, too. Yeah. I thought oh, i calling <laughs> you guys out, too. I, I don't do that shit. Like, realistically, when I listen to a podcast. I, I don't get human interaction for like ah. 12 fucking years. I'm always working by myself. So it's like you guys are the people I listen to once a week mm -hmm. at this time. You know, it's just like, that's <laughs> I mean, what you did podcast is podcasts have been for me. Mine. Entire... Yeah. You actually, you were one of a handful who reached out to us when our release dates got real spotty there for a while of like, Hey, listen, I rely on this shit for work. <laughs> yeah, no. What's going on? Are you guys okay? <laughs> so yeah, we really appreciate that. And that's funny because that's that's why we're here tonight. You know, which uh, is I pretty mean, rad. It's it's funny that you say that. Um, it's the same thing with like Monsteropolis, like the small town monsters podcast. Mm -hmm. Like they get shit from their listeners too, because it's like you guys went a half hour, 40 minutes without getting into the topic you said you were gonna talk about. Well, gee, sorry we're having fun. I mean mm -hmm. Like it's bullshit yeah. that people like pull that shit on. I think it's the personalities that makes it, you know, interesting. Oh, for sure. You have, for sure. You know, the arguing and the, you know, difference. Yeah. I don't know. I like it better anyways. Um, yeah. I think that's like, Scott, you said you listened to it back when it was just regular people. And that's what, you know, that's what draws me in. That's what people have written in and said, like, we like it because you guys are real. And we're just like, well, that's good. I mean, because people who know us listen to and you can't be like hi i'm mr paranormal man and then on the street i tried it yeah. once on episode our, our number zero episode when rob was testing the mics out i had this really deep professional voice and then my wife listened to it and she's just like what the hell's that and i was like oh it's a podcast voice and then rob even called me out he's like what are you doing i was like okay <laughs> I'll your just be voice, me. your voice sounds totally different right now into my earphone than it does when i listen that's oh. weird i don't know if it's like just the i, I put a couple pop filters on there but uh, i don't know here you go buddy it's the real <laughs> yeah, deal no it's uh it's it's a weird thing because like i mean i'm not gonna lie when i first listened to your guys's episodes i was like well let's see how this goes but then like you have to get used to people and mm -hmm. then like that's pretty much the thing of podcasting is like you get used to these people talking to you every week and right yeah yeah i think that you're like part of the converse i i don't know man it's, it's like it's radio totally different. it's like radio in the old days or whatever yeah yeah right people get very you know connected because they're seeing you every day you're listening to you all the time like yeah. everybody had their social media and then like back in 2014 and 15 when anchor was doing like the one minute fucking uh podcast social media thing before they mm -hmm. were you know bought out by spotify or whatever that was like my shit like i want to get this is the social platform i want to be 
a part of. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about pictures or seeing all the shit on Facebook or Twitter. I still like, I don't understand. But <laughs> audio is my shit. I need shit to fill my fucking day. I I am based on what I do all day long, not sitting in an office looking at shit. So gotcha. Yeah, not scrolling the day away. Yeah. I mean, did you guys think you were doing such powerful, impactful work? <laughs> right. Powerful. Hey, hey Scott, yeah. question for you. Yeah. Do you listen to my podcast? Yeah, I do. <laughs> like I, I mean, I honestly don't know because my podcast has so many countries freaking listening to it. I can't keep track of where the hell people are from. But what a it's amazing rag to have. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I mean, it's it's literally like, like no, seriously. Like one day I look at my podcast and I like I didn't look at it for like months and like words being listened to, and I go on and it's like fucking thirty countries. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah oh, like okay. a lot of a lot of Pakistani people are jumping in. Like even with my YouTube shorts, I'm doing like half of them are from Pakistan. So oh, good for them. I mean, call um, out the country at least. You know, it's it's that was a cool thing. The first time we had another country listen to our show it was just like, holy shit, we're kind of we're kind of making it, boys. <laughs> I got. Uh, Two out of New Zealand, so like the whole island in New Zealand basically listens to the show. So. <laughs> that was the jarring thing of starting the whole new podcast feed is like, you know, I had the last two years worth of Spotify year-end breakdowns, and then this year I fired it up, and I'm like, oh, there's five countries, and that's it. Oh, we started over. Okay, never mind, because I got worried when I saw the numbers go real low. It's like, man, it's the first time I've really actually halfway cared, because now it's like my little baby that, you know, Preston and I are trying to promote on our own. So that'll build back up. But I remember we had a guy write in from England and we did a story about this haunted house that I think he grew up in or any who's old. That was pretty sweet where it's like, oh, shit, somebody who's not from our hometown, who's not in America wrote in. This is neat. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I can't can't remember what what episode that was, but I remember the dude's name was Andrew. I remember that. But Uh, see, I mean, that's why I want to do an interview podcast. It's it's so cool to be able to talk to like my my favorite episodes always are talking to other paranormal podcasters and like mm-hmm. doing crossovers. Yeah. Those are always the best. Like I got Derek Hayes from uh, Monsters Among Us. Oh, no show. kidding, huh? Wow. Because I've been a huge fan of his show since it started, and like mm-hmm. that's what got me back into paranormal was his show. Hearing people's calling with their experiences and mm-hmm. it it just reenacted my fake fucking like love for everything paranormal and. Well, I was able to get him on my show by contacting his wife on like email. <laughs> there you go. Greg. He he wasn't answering my emails or my any or Twitter or anything. So I emailed his wife emailed me about something because she sends out newsletters to people who are uh, Patreon subscribers. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So I just emailed her back. I'm like, hey, huge fan of Derek. Would love to get him on my show. So back in July or August, he got on my show. He was on my show and like one of my highest listened to episodes yet. Like it's nice. Because he has four thousand followers on Twitter, so I mean, I <laughs> right, I, I mark, I marketed the shit out of that, and I'll do it again if he wins. He yeah. just won the paranormal. He's won like the number one paranormal podcast award again in paranormal paranormality, whatever the hell that uh-huh. magazine's called. Yeah, yeah. So when he did that, I just remarketed it again. Like, if you want to hear my different podcast, it's own, <laughs> like featuring Derek Hayes. <laughs> he's got like even even my friends are nothing podcasting that don't even know anything about paranormal, like. 
dude, he's got 4,000 followers. Make sure you market that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I, I respect him now. I respect him now. I'm not going to freaking be every day like, come listen to Derek Hayes. <laughs> like, no. But Right, right. I mean, I've met a lot of cool paranormal podcasters in this business in the last like eight months, and I I love it. Like, it's just the greatest thing in the world to be involved in the paranormal podcast world. Like, even though there's thousands of us, and it's mm-hmm. always us fighting for like listeners, it's just I and love that's, it. Too, it's, that's like you I hear love. the same stories over and over. Like, you know, this mm. kind of investigating all the same stuff, but there's different things, and it's the personalities, right? Like, we'll say it differently than you know, two other podcasts or you know. Well, because, you know, the rabbit holes always go so deep and sometimes they veer off into different directions and right? you might find one little tidbit that the next person didn't get. And then that person's like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. You know, we've had people write in and say, I knew the story, but I didn't know that one aspect. So that's always kind of fun, too. Yeah. And I find that most of the ones we've interacted with have been really welcoming, like there's room at the table. I got into an argument with one guy who commented on a couple Instagram posts and finally I messaged him privately and I'm like, I don't know why you're so mad at us because like, let's, let's take the curtain back a little bit. We're arguing over make-believe to a degree. Now I believe in most of this stuff. I want to believe I'm, I'm equal parts Mulder and Scully, but like we're arguing over shit that I can't prove to you is hundred percent real. So why are you getting so angry at me? Right. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, but like, I heard the story told this way. And I said, great. I looked at nine websites and most of them said mm-hmm. that, but here's some extra in, information. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm wrong, this all this shit could be fake. So I'm going to sleep do, just fine tonight. Right? They don't yeah. realize how much shit you look through when you mm-hmm. do oh, yeah. show. Like and sometimes how much shit you don't look through. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm missing our show for like at like our show is usually at nine o'clock on Sunday nights, my time. And like mm-hmm. at eight thirty, I'll I'll message the group and be like, Hey, so what what topics are you guys doing this week? So I know to avoid those when I do my research in the next half hour. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Like, and like here's how it goes. I, Scott's already been researching for a whole week. There and then yeah, dude, I guess I'm like frantically trying to claim a couple cryptids or whatever is my own. <laughs> 60 <laughs> right? hours of time <laughs> while I'm fucking assembling shit. Like I got to listen to something. So I might as yep. well get the uh, see, research I mean, in that way. I work from home now. So my podcast listening went down from like listening to 40 so what are you doing now? Watching fucking Mari on the TV? Come on. <laughs> like, what is going on here, buddy? I mean, I I I I've been in mass, I've been on masturbators lately for 104 episode, um, like 104 uh brackets, like movie brackets. So I've been literally working at home watching four to five Lots movies a day. Movies. Like four <laughs> Four to five Christmas movies a day, four to five two thousand movies a day. Dude, it's, if you got it like that, though, that's awesome. I wish I could watch movies all day. That's a nice uh, I, I, I don't have it like that. Be, you know, I, 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 I don't have it like that. Cause... All right, everybody, that concludes part one of our conversation with Scott, Deborah, and Jeremy on the Global Strangeness podcast. Keep your eyes peeled over the next few days as we'll be dropping part two, the conclusion. But until next time, folks, please, if you're on the social media, check us out on Instagram at PXL Paranormal. 
check us out on Facebook, The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. If you have a beard, if you know a beard, if you want to grow a beard, please check out our good friend Big Dobbs at BigDobbsBeardBalm.com. Use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your entire order. If you're in the Wichita area, please stop by, see our dear friend, the lovely Leslie, down at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. And until next time, folks, cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us who love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.